are listening to the Get Visible podcast with Julie Brown, episode four. Welcome to the Get Visible podcast, where we believe PR is profitable, mindset is a must-have, and if you're not visible, you're leaving money on the table. Get ready for inspiration, practical tips, fab guests, and everything you need to make your business stand out in your niche. And here's your host, visibility and mindset queen and co-author of Ready to Rise, Julie Brown. Hey, welcome back to my podcast. Or hello if this is the first time you've been here. It really is lovely to have you listening in. So today I'm talking about something that I know many, many business owners struggle with. Either at the beginning of their business career or even at the end and everywhere in between. Writer's block is something that can catch us all out. Yes, I'm a journalist. I write for a living and even I sit sometimes with a blank screen and wonder what the heck to write about. So don't feel that you're on your own with this. You're really not. I guess the thing is these days is that you can't run a business without having to write. I don't know what it must have been like many moons ago when blogging and social media and LinkedIn weren't a thing. You didn't have to write too much apart from perhaps what your prices were, uh, maybe a small website with a little bit of copy or nothing like we're expected to do today with about me pages and service pages and sales pages and everything else that we have to put down either on paper or on the computer. It really is a lot of writing. But I also know that many people enjoy writing, even if they do struggle to get going. It can be such a nice thing to sit down with a blank screen and then fill it with something that you're really passionate about, something that you know about. That can be such a nice thing to do. And I know that a lot of us journal, sit down in the morning and just get on and do journaling and enjoy that and then wonder what happens when we transfer that to our business, the screen. What happens between the journal and the screen that makes us not be able to write anymore? I think the answer to that is pressure. When we sit down at our computer knowing we have to write something, an email or an e-newsletter or a social media post, we feel pressurised into getting it right. We're worried about making mistakes. We're worried about how we're coming across. Whereas, of course, when you're journaling or doing writing for pleasure, it doesn't really matter. Does it matter whether you spell something incorrectly or don't get the right grammar down? No, not at all. And I think that's what happens. You get to the computer and you think, oh, sod it, I really don't know what I'm going to put. I don't want to look a fool. I want to make sure that what I'm putting down is something that people want to hear and they're going to think, yeah, she knows her stuff when they've read it. But we all have to write for business, so we may as well just get used to it. And I've got some tips here to help you overcome writer's block if that's something that happens to you. Now, I'm going straight in with tip number one, which I think is probably the most appropriate for business owners. It's something that a lot of the people I work with try and do find it really useful. And that's just to get going. Yes, I know it sounds really simple, but honestly, that's that's how it is. You just need to get going. The problem we have is we overthink things. We know this. Rather than just getting on with stuff, we ponder and think and mull over and have yet another cup of tea. Really, you're just better off getting going. Just get started. Get it down and then you can edit it later. That first draft really doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter how it reads, how it looks, the spelling. You just need to get some words on that paper or on that computer screen and then edit it later. That's how I write a lot of the time. I just get my flow going, just get started and then go back and edit at a later time. Sometimes that's quite a lot later, maybe the next day when I've had a chance to think about what I've written, think about anything else I might want to put in there. But it is just 
the best thing to do is to get going and not be worried about what you're writing. And then there's tip number two, which is another favourite of mine, and that's all about finding some inspiration. The more inspiration you can find, the more creative you will feel, the easier it will be to write. Now, I'm talking sort of extreme inspiration here. I'm not just talking sort of sitting and looking out your window and uh, having a ponder. I'm talking about getting out and about. Um, For me, for instance, and I know I can't do this all the time, is to get into the mountains, particularly if it's been snowing and particularly if I'm abroad. And what I try to do is when I'm abroad in the mountains with the snow is I use my iPhone to make notes as I'm going around. So if I'm in a cable car or just sitting at the side of a slope somewhere, because yes, I'm snowboarding, then I just make some notes if I can. If I can't because it's too cold, can't get my gloves off or whatever, then I just make a mental note of things that I'm feeling, things that I'm thinking. And then when I get back to the chalet or wherever it is I'm staying, then I will make proper notes on paper that I can then use when I get home. So just let the inspiration come to me really about what I might write for my business, what ideas I've got, what podcast am I going to do next, what blog am I going to do next. I just let it all pour out as best I can while I'm feeling really inspired by something and then makes life a lot easier when I get back and have to actually do the work. Now, I'm not suggesting everybody has to go tramping up a mountain. (laughs) Far from it. That's just what works for me. Just find something that makes you feel that way. Whatever that is for you. It could be being out on a bike ride. It could be traipsing through a wood. It could be chasing your kids around the beach. Whatever it is that works for you. What makes you feel like you really just have something to say. Then that's what you need to do. And then the next tip sort of moves that on a little bit really. And this is around going somewhere different to do the writing. You may have heard this one before because it is a goodie. And that's just to get yourself to a cafe or sit on a beach or sit on a park bench. Anywhere that isn't your office, isn't your normal place of work and preferably somewhere where you won't have access to the internet and commit to writing a certain amount of words while you're there. Say to yourself, I'm going to either write for an hour non-stop and see what happens or I'm going to do 300 words, 400 words, 500 words and then I'm done. And you'll probably find that really helps because you'd think being in your office, whether that's at home or with other people, would be a a great place to write. You know, it's where you work, it's where you sit down and you get into work mode. But when you're writing, that's not always the best place to be. Sometimes you just have to ring the changes, get somewhere else, get away from people and do your stuff. Just see if that works for you. For me, I enjoy being in a cafe, nice cup of tea, Earl Grey tea, bit of quiet, although the cafe is often noisy, but quiet as in there's nobody bothering me, my phone's not ringing, I'm not going on the internet, I haven't got people who are working from home bothering me. And I find that it's just so much easier to write, or at least get some ideas out. So give that one a try. Now I want to talk to you about writing regularly. And I always think about this in relation to a musical instrument. You know, if you decided next week you wanted to learn the cello or the saxophone or the piano, you wouldn't pick it up, play a few notes and then think, that's it, I'm done. I've learnt the cello or the saxophone now. You would have to practice and probably practice quite a lot. But when it comes to writing and various other things to do with work, to be honest, we don't think like that. You know, we, we sit down to write a blog. You might muddle through and get your blog done and then think, phew, that's that done now. And then not write again for ages and then wonder why you're struggling again when you get around to writing another blog or another social media post. 
So the best thing you can do really is not leave any gaps. You want to practice writing. And what I suggest with my clients here is just to do something really simple, such as, you know, when you stop for lunch, then write maybe two, 250 words of what you've been doing that morning. It could even be as simple as what you had for breakfast. Because if it's nothing that's business related, if it's just a load of, you know, what you have for breakfast, had beans on toast, whatever it is you have for breakfast, then again, there's no pressure. You can just practice getting some words down, making phrases, putting sentences together, looking at how paragraphs need to start. That whole thing really without any pressure at all. Now, I know that sounds a little bit laborious. You're not, you know, maybe thinking, I don't want to sit down at lunchtime and have to write 250 words. But honestly, if you want to get over the writer's block that you sometimes suffer, then practicing is a really good thing to do. Even if it's not breakfast or what you've been doing that morning, maybe pick a topic that you're really passionate about. You know, if you're a, a fisherman or a squash player or love riding horses, then just sit down and write a little bit about that. Just get used to putting that pen to paper and seeing something come out of the end. Now, as a journalist, I know everything there is to know about deadlines and how certainly when I'm writing to deadline, that makes me do it. I'm one of these people, and I shouldn't really admit it, but I will do, that if my deadline is quite a long way away, I tend to leave my writing till I get much closer. Bearing in mind that I'm doing quite a lot of writing because I'm writing for magazines and things as well, I've always got something on the go. So if a deadline for one piece is far enough away that I can ignore it, then I will. However, when that deadline gets close, then I'm like a whirling dervish trying to get things done. And that deadline is really what sets my brain in gear. I've been an editor and I've been well trained to make sure that my press days are hit. Because if for any reason you miss press days, say you haven't got the magazine finished and it goes late, maybe a day or two late, then there are massive penalties for the publishers to pay. And I never want to be the editor that has a publisher breathing down my back because I've cost them a lot of money because I've missed a press day. So I'm absolutely besotted with deadlines. If they're there, then they're there to hit. So what I suggest for you is to set yourself a deadline. Now, I know you'll be thinking, well, that's just false, isn't it? Because I haven't got a press day to hit. Well, no, you haven't. But you've probably got a blog you want to get up or a Facebook post that you want to get published. And if you're not doing it, then you're not being visible. You're not putting yourself out there. So if giving yourself a deadline is going to get the work done, then it's got to be worth a try. And what I would do is be accountable to somebody. Tell whoever, you know, your best friend, husband, work buddy, that you're going to do this piece of work and you're going to finish it on a particular day. And stick to that. Pretend that you're a journalist and just stick to it. Accountability buddies are so good. I have one. She lives in Denmark, actually. And we talk a lot. And it's just a great way to get things done. And I'm not really talking about writing here. I'm talking about all sorts of things. If I tell my buddy Angela that I'm going to do something by the following week when we speak again, then I usually do it. It takes a lot to stop me because I feel such a chump having to admit to her that I didn't get the work done when I've already told her I would. And I think she feels the same because she gets a lot of work done too. Not that we berate each other at all. We just tell each other off in a very sportive way. So you can find somebody to be accountable to, then that's worth doing. The other thing with that, just sort of sticking with deadlines a little bit, is if you're not an experienced writer, don't leave everything till the last minute because you then will definitely suffer writer's block without a doubt. If you're not experienced enough to deal with that sort of pressure with your writing, then it's not really the best thing to do. Take your time. Yes, have a deadline and be working towards it, but don't leave it till the last minute because, well, you just won't do your best really. 
One thing that's really useful, and I would urge you all to do it, is to have a plan. Plan the structure for your feature, or your blog, or whatever it is you're writing, because the structure is going to really help you put the words in the right places. It's called laddering in the industry, and basically you just put in the headings down. So the first thing you do on this blank piece of paper, or your blank screen, is just put the headings down, the the different sections, sections that you're going to be writing. So that might be a headline. It could be then an intro and then you could decide how many paragraphs you're going to have, what topics you're going to include in each of those paragraphs and then a final word or summary. It can be really useful to use this as a template actually. If you do it once and then just keep it to one side and you're just basically then keeping yourself focused knowing you've got a headline to write, intro, powers, a summary at the end. And what I do is with the headline in particular, I actually leave that to last now, not everybody would. Some people like to get the headline down first, but I prefer to see the writing, read it through and then see what headline comes from that. But do whatever you think is best for you, whatever feels right for you. Go for the headline first if that feels good, if that's going to get you into the right mood for writing about that topic, or leave it till the end if that means you'll be a bit more creative with it. But if you can get that structure down, just so you know, it's like filling in the blanks, I guess, painting by numbers. Okay, you might not know what words you're going to use but at least you know what you're writing about and that's half the battle. Something else that I enjoy doing and I know a lot of people feel the same is to actually record what you want to write. So that could be on your iPhone or on an app like Otter AI. Just talk as if you're talking about the thing you want to write about because you'll find that it comes so much easier if you just think of having a conversation rather than having to put it down on paper. You'd be amazed how much easier that can be. And if you use your iPhone or Otter AI, for instance, then as you're talking, not only is it recording, but it's actually writing the text as well. So you can then just download that, tidy it up a little bit, and you've got your feature there. That might take a little bit of getting used to, but honestly, if you prefer to talk and then just tidy things up, then it's going to be a lot easier for you to do that. You know, don't sit and think you have to write it if you can just speak it. Bear in mind, obviously, when you're speaking, often you're saying things and using phrases and words that you might not use in the written word, which is why it needs tidying up. You might want to take a few words out or put a few words in, just change a, th- a few of your sentence structures, whatever it needs to be tidied up. But once you've got the framework down using a recording tool like that, you could find it so much easier than just trying to write. Even if it's just the first bit of the feature or whatever it is you're trying to write, or even if it's just the idea of it, it might just get you unstuck. Now, one of the things I say to my clients a lot is that to write and do it well, which, you know, you do want to do for your business as well as you can anyway, is to read. To read other things. Don't just rely on your own brain to do your writing. You need to soak up some information from anywhere else. It's the first rule of journalism, really. The first day that you're there, they will tell you to start reading things. And start reading things outside of your own niche, your own sphere. So if you're a coach, you might want to read some books that are around science or you might want to look at other people's blogs. Just expand your knowledge, really. And you'll find that when you're writing further down the line, you'll have almost like a new bank of words and phrases that you can use. Just makes it so much easier. You're almost like stretching your mind. I buy at least one magazine every month, for instance, usually a lot more than that, to be fair. And I read them. Sometimes they're on quite obscure topics that I would never actually normally be interested in. But it just gets me thinking in a a different way. 
And the more you can do that, the easier the writing becomes. So give that a go. Obviously, it's going to take a bit of time. You can't just read half a book and then that's it. But if you just be curious about reading other things, whatever works for you, could be a newspaper, could be a magazine, could be a blog, just do it. Let your knowledge be expanded and see whether that transfers into an easier period of writing for you. And my last tip is to create a style guide for yourself. And the reason I would suggest you do this is because when you're writing for your business, you want to try and be as consistent as you possibly can. It's just like everything with our businesses, isn't it? It's all about consistency. So what you don't want to be doing is, you know, using a particular style of writing for one thing. And then when you come to write again, because you're in a different mood or in a different place, you write it completely differently. You want to sort of have a little bit of consistency there. And that, again, is something that we learn in journalism journalism school is that things have to be consistent so if you're writing for a magazine so this is particularly important if you're chasing press coverage and you decide that you're going to try and write for a particular magazine or newspaper you would need to write in their style because they're going to want that piece of work of yours to fit in with the rest of the magazine they don't want it sticking out like a sore thumb halfway through and this is the same for your own writing you need your personality to shine you need to be you you need to be upbeat You need to be all things you want to be, but just make that consistent. And think about actual how it looks as well. So, for instance, with bullet points, if you're doing a bullet pointed list in your piece of writing, are you going to put full stops at the end of each of those bullet points or not? And I know that sounds like a lot of detail and it's probably not the thing you want to do right from the off. But as you get going, it can be really useful because if you've got all that written down, and you can just refer to it when you're writing, that also can just help you get unstuck. You're not having to think all the time, now, what do I do here? What's the style for this? What do I normally put? You've got it all written down, and it just makes it easier to be able to refer to and think, oh yeah, that's what I do. And then you can just get on with the writing. Everything else is taken care of. So there you go. There are my top tips for overcoming writer's block whenever it comes to you. Hope you found that useful. If you did and you're liking these podcasts, I would absolutely love it if you could pop over onto iTunes or wherever it is you normally listen to your podcast and leave me a review. That would mean a lot to me. You can find my website at iamjuliebrown.com and all my contact details are on there and my social media details too. I absolutely love hearing from my listeners. So if you've got anything to say, anything you want to ask, just pop over onto my website grab my email and send me a message or send me a message on facebook or instagram whatever suits you best don't be shy i do love to hear from you and i love you to ask questions too i'm standing by to answer them thanks for listening guys and i'll see you next time bye now